Hello and welcome to another episode of Memento Malum today. For this episode, we'll cover the topic of genetic diversity decline and the decline in apples in general. My source is the amateur historian and heritage grower Jim O'Keefe of O'Keefe Grain. No relation to James O'Keefe of Veritas, Thief of Veritas. The other sources I'm using are in the description below. Overall, the gene pool of all crops have declined in one way or another. Thanks to the addition of more intensive breeding processes and a smaller amount of parents, cinnamon must start earlier, but I think this description codifies it. In 1829, Charles Knight, a very important figure within agriculture within the UK, wrote this paragraph within the distinguished magazine The Art and Domesticated Economy. The varieties of apples are many, and they are so rapidly multiplied that it would be impossible for us to present any account of them either useful or interesting. One of the best things horticulturists could do would be to direct attention to the names of the best sorts, for the list of varieties available is embarrassingly long. In the words of the RHS catalog, our list is far more extensive than useful, 1200 varieties, but no significant reduction can be made until a public declaration of the sorts which are undeserving of further cultivation. Indeed, the process of experimentation is at present adding daily to their number. It's been asserted that many fine old varieties of apple are now going to decay. Perhaps some of them are too widely grown instead of being confined to the localities where they do best. In some places, the old types are healthy enough. There are many theories, but fewer answers. American apples are brought to England as well as many French apples, about 20,000 bushels on average. This sentiment is one of the first public declarations of the desire to reduce the gene pool and grow en masse a small number of cultivars and breed with even fewer. And I imagine many similar thoughts were going around in the rest of Europe and North America as well. And the consequences of these can still be seen to this day, with fewer and fewer cultivars in the genetic pedigree of our modern cultivars, and fewer and fewer cultivars being grown in general, with a few exceptions of course. The decline in apples within Canada has been the most stark however. In times gone by, Canada used to be the main exporter of apples in North America. Not so much anymore, and there's fewer and fewer apple varieties being bred within Canada in general. And several of our varieties are now hop, skip, and a jump away from extinction. We'll be discussing some of them. The first would be the Jordan Russet. Since russet apples are amongst my favorite, I'll be covering the russets first. This is widely grown due to being a mid-season apple that can be stored for months. One of the few apples like it. It keeps for up to four months in storage and is resistant to scab. Its origin seems to be prior to the scab. Its origin seems to be prior to 1895. It was first described in an 1895 annual report of the Ontario Department of Agriculture. The apple was grown by a Mr. F. Jordan, a pharmacist of Godrich, Ontario, Canada. The next was Golden Nugget, a hybrid of American origin, and a Cox Orange Pippin. It was bred by Dr. Charles J. Bishop in 1932 in Nova Scotia near Kentville. It was released in 1964. It has a very good flavor, keeps for about two months, and is said to be resistant to canker, mildew, and scab. In spite of the situation, it failed to meet commercial grade as an apple, mostly because it was introduced at a time when small apples and rusted apples were largely out of favor. But it still sold for a time, quite well in Farmgate sales. 
which is to say farmer's market and whatnot. The next apple is the moose. It was a seedling grown by early settlers along the St. Lawrence River in eastern Canada in the early 16th century. It is also an appearance to the famous Macintosh. It was popular for quite a period of time between 1754 to 1763. Every homestead had a Femmoose apple. I've had this apple that tastes very much like a Macintosh with some caramel notes to it. It is susceptible to most diseases, with the exception of mildew, however. The next apple we'll cover is Baxter. This cauliflower keeps for about two months in storage. It is sweet, a little bit tart, and mildly aromatic in nature. It was a sea lane grown by William Laro, a United Empire loyalist on land he acquired near Brockville in Ontario. The apples were then obtained by a Mr. Baxter, who promoted the heck out of this tree and mass-propagated it. The next apple on our hit list is Adenac, which is Canada spelled backwards. It was grown in, it was grown in 1960 by John Lloyd a fruit nursery owner in Adenac, Saskatchewan. It possibly has fire blight resistance and it keeps for three months in storage. Battleford is another apple that keeps for one month. It's said to be of Russian origin, introduced in 1934. Specifically an apple, this cauliflower was raised by Murray Somerville in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. Unlike its descent, it's susceptible to fire blight and bruises easily. The next apple on our hit list is a cross between Pink Pearl and King of the Pippins, Pink Lady. This was developed in 1967 by, by the late Fred Jensen, a main player of several horticultural societies and a prolific apple breeder and heritage apple collector from Toronto, Ontario. It was released in 1997 as Pink Princess. It keeps less than a month but has a flavor akin to fruit punch, and I've actually had it, it does taste like fruit punch. Most of the collection he has made, and most of his breeding lines, were destroyed upon his death when his orchard was bulldozed. He's also one of the founders of NAFAX, a North American group of fruit explorers and preservers. The next apple we'll cover, Suro, is said to be a cross between Northern Spy and something else. It was bred in 1896 and released in 1906. One of the members of the O'Keefe family mentioned that it tastes similar to cherry. This is one of the few organizations that still has it. The next apple cover is St. Lawrence. This apple is still being grown by several heritage apple collectors. Like the Macintosh, descendant of Famous, this cultivar was raised in Montreal, Quebec, and widely grown in the region by 1835. Very susceptible to scab and fire blight, but it's still quite crisp and juicy, as well as somewhat sprightly and sweet. And it wraps things around back into the nearly extinct stuff. stuff. The Bellevue apple is an Acadian apple grown in the Bay Santa Marie or Clare area. The Bellevue family originally grew these apples on the property in Port Royal. This tree was very popular in the marshlands for crops during the 16 and 1700s. The Jesuits were deported, however, and the Bellevue family along with them because they're among the Jesuit faith. Most of the trees were left behind. Over time, however, this cultivar gradually disappeared. And now as far as we know, it only exists in O'Keefe Grange and the historic garden within Toronto. And this is the consequence of the decline in variation. Varieties that may have unique traits are being lost. You'll conclude with a slideshow showcasing all the apples I've talked about.
and Dabble covers everything. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching this video. If you enjoyed this video, please like and subscribe. If you really enjoyed it and think you can donate, you can do so at Buy Me a Coffee, link in the description below. Thank you for watching.